Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Rolling South! Y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Born with fucking funny! Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Trap, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, in which it stands, uh, one nation, under God, individual, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Amen. West Side. I, I think I forgot like a whole middle section. Um, I think it's been nearly 30 years since I've had to say that. Um, It's been, yeah, yeah. You I did do- forget like the third line there. It's, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Unless you want to do the original one where it doesn't have under God, which was added in like 30 years ago. And then Toby Keith kicks down the door. (laughs) In America! We'll put a bullet in your ass. I say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning when I wake up. Yeah, Jim. Because I'm standing. (laughs) How? How is that? I'm free. No, I'm huh. usually standing at attention when I wake up in the morning. Man, at your age? Piss excellence. <laughs> at my age. Man. You know, somebody did say that to me. Like, they're just like, you're the same age as that person. I'm like, they, they turned 40. I'm like, I'm not 40 yet. And they're like, well, almost. He's like, well, almost isn't 40. Almost is. <sighs> almost isn't. Almost 40. I'm, I'm going to be as old as you were. Yeah, you are. I got a couple months until I'm 38. I got an expiration on my birth certificate, so I don't know if I'll get there. Oh, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Well, anyway, hi everybody. This is the Boundless Pod Trap. Hi, y'all. Hi, 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 Um, uh, I am I am your very Jewish host, Lonnie. With me tonight is uh, the formerly chubby, now not so chubby, uh, Jeremy. How's yeah. it How's it feel being sexy as fuck? It's feeling good. I mean, I was always sexy as fuck. I just had a little extra cushion, but it's yeah. going away. Going away, yeah. It's Not that he's humble or anything. He's as humble as Makimbe Batumbo. Yeah, I'm proud of that. I spend time every morning looking at myself in the <laughs> mirror without my shirt on. I'm like, I don't have the love handles anymore. I don't have the pooch belly as big as it was. So feeling yeah. energy and eating right and Again, starting to exercise. We were going to do a, a fucking boundless pod trap weigh-in when we started this, but <laughs> I weighed myself this morning. I was like, nah, we're going to skip that. What, what do you weigh? I weighed, you know, I had I had a doctor's appointment today. I weighed 202. 202? Yeah. God, you're fat. Jeez, I, I, I know, right? I was, I, I'm at 180 right now. Hey. From, I started at 191 to 192. Yeah. You weighed less than me now. The biggest, uh, yeah. 
That's crazy. But the, you know what I realized? Me and Justin were at the mixer. And yes, our office has mixers. And we were there. We went to be social. And we got in there and we're like, man, a lot of these people are douchebags. So we didn't really talk to anyone. We just ate a lot of hot tamales and played pool. <laughs> I, I, I said that. I'm taller than Justin. That. I didn't realize that. I'm like a couple inches taller than Justin, I well, you think. You have your heels on. Yeah. Well, don't, don't. You don't have to impress me. Don't talk yeah. about don't talk about my style. You get style. excited when you hear my about a mixer. Style? And you get all dressed Fuck all. Yeah. I wore a tie and a dress. <laughs> and uh, no, but seriously, I didn't realize. I go to them. Am I taller than Justin, or is this just was I standing on a hump? I don't know. You guys are sitting in uh, fucking chairs across. How the often river? do you look at us? I feel like. Do you the, think I look at people and I'm like oh, I'm going to judge them on their height? I, you judge us on everything else. He usually looks at us when we're <laughs> laying do down. That? No, <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> <I> was, uh, <laughs> Why are you judging him? Stop. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's fucked up. Some people have speech impediments. <laughs> like the intro of our podcast. Jeez. Get a hold of yourself, man. Jesus. Some this people, guy, man. Some people's kids, I'm I swear to Christ. Oh, bring Justin, it back. how let's, are let's you? Bring it back. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm not too bad. Good, I'm uh, oh, had a nice day off. I tried to go get my daughter expelled from school on her first day of school today. They Good. it didn't take. You so. are you are a proud father of a kindergartner. Yeah. And you're the young one. God starting early. Well, my wife sat on a chair that I got done pleasuring myself in and I've sat on a- that chair before too. <laughs> <laughs> Man. My niece started her first day of school today too. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say was sitting on a chair. <laughs> I'm like that's not that's not All do right. that. It might be it might be your niece's baby. We might have to take this in the morning. All right, we're gonna stop this conversation right now. Just sit that censor that. Okay. Yeah. What is with the fucking sound effects? Like he's on it tonight. Tone, tone like, it. I feel like I'm, I'm right it, here. Tone it down. Do I? Lonnie, I'll at least say, well, at least he's playing them through all the way. Not like before where you like hits the button. Psych <laughs> <I, laughs> work. <laughs> well, that one kind of like goes in and that out. That one was stupid. Because I don't even know what it says. It's a segue. Segway. Nobody knows that. The <laughs> it's because you're talking It is when you it. play it through the whole thing. Yeah. Before when you just like double tap. <laughs> I'm a double tapper. Well, we got a fun episode tonight. We got some interesting topics. Uh, we're going to dive into some 9-11 talk. We've yeah. been trying to get a little serious on our last couple episodes, but oh. tonight we're going to dive in to talk about, you know, we're at that age. We're about we're 20 years out from 9-11. 20 years? I don't I think mean, you could say cute. dive in. For the, <laughs> wow. I figure like this one, this episode should have been a little bit more low key, a little bit more plain. So let's, let's make it that way. Yeah. So. We're just going to, we're going to go ahead and we're going we're to take a stab at 9-11. Look, jokes like that will not fly over here. Yeah. No. Fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Let's roll. Man, I can't make a smoking joke, but you guys can. <laughs> you made the joke. <laughs> I, I, it, he could have left it in. I, I laughed man. because the more I thought about it, it's like that's ridiculous. It's really fucked up. Man. It is. You're really fucked up. <laughs> this is but, why we have a podcast. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Unfortunately, the people who lost their lives, and then we're going to talk about the tinfoil hat people who think it was all a conspiracy and give our two cents on it, what we were doing that day, you know, what we've heard from friends, what they were doing that day, uh, how it changed our lives, what the world could be like right now if that didn't happen. Lots to discuss with that. Yeah. And then we're going to play a game because we haven't played a game in two episodes and that can't <laughs> fucking happen. 
just because I didn't really want to put too much work into an episode. You never do. That's bullshit. Last week, I put a lot of work into an episode. Wait, what did you do last week? Uh, The uh, music. The music thing. The underground music thing. I feel like the music people did more work. That's not true at all. They did the work. I had to find the work. I had to get on YouTube and watch some videos and listen to some music. That's what you do. You said you already knew them. Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you have this one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but it's going to be a fun game. You got a couple decades worth of movie themes we're going to go over and see. I feel like he needs to get punished. We'll give him a a wet sock hand job. Hanging out. Well, let me just say this. Doesn't he do that every day? Let's just say this. Then Justin's going to give us an informational topic, and that's going to be punishment enough for everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. That is true. Class is in <laughs> session. Now, yeah, Justin. Wait for the bill. What is your topic, Justin? What's your, what, are you, what are you teaching us now? I'll figure it out when I get there. I don't Pyramid know. schemes. <laughs> no, no. Schemes. I was actually, when he told me about what, what he was covering tonight, I was, pretty, I was pretty stoked. It sounds like fun info. So one of those. It's going to. Like the thing with, I mean, obviously I've already said it many times before, but it's, with the boundless pot trap, we're not confined to certain topics or we're going to go broad. Like for me, this is something that I feel like. Talking needs, about broads? Yeah. yeah. Talk about broads. Yeah. Something that needs to be discussed because it's a basis of like communication and then communication is uh, how you understand certain things or everything I should say, verbal or nonverbal. Yeah. This is my topic is going to be about certain fallacies and it'll be like an ongoing topic we'll get into that when we get there so well hopefully the topic is more entertaining than an explanation because i'm gonna <laughs> fucking put a bullet in my brain I, uh, <laughs> I, I checked out on that one but yeah fuck let's uh justin go ahead and start us with your this why, about fallacies yes, while why we have energy i got some balls get, yeah he brought he's got balls yeah fucking jeremy brought me some balls some root beer balls because daddy needed some balls for the All night. jeremy brought me was latex gloves that's <laughs> fucked up and, yeah and that's something else tonight tonight if you guys are keeping track tonight is episode 30 we hit another milestone so we're gonna try to kill us. ourselves Pop. just like every other milestone we hit we we have something special planned after we get done recording tonight we are going to a special video a special video as well i got on the internet and ordered a mystery box for us to open for everybody. I actually ordered two of them because the first one I ordered uh, had something leaking out of it and decided I was just going to throw that fucking one away because I didn't want to whatever the fuck was out of that one didn't want to mess with it. So threw it away and got another one. So we're going to open a mystery box on video and we're going to have some fun with it. So, and I'm just letting you know, I'm so uncomfortable that it's sitting this close. It's sitting me. on Jeremy's desk. It was sitting at my house, and then I made Justin carry it, and it, now it's sitting on Jeremy's it desk. It looks like it has neon orange zip ties all around it. I well, think it's really sharp. It. And it also so looks like I'm something's thinking it is eating away from the inside. Oh. Not I'm like, excited. Not I'm, like a lie. I'm but excited, but at the same time, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm Somebody's going to get a nervous. chemical burn. I'm glad oh, yeah. you remembered to bring the gloves because we both did it gloves and mask i'm masking up he's masking up that tells you what uh, we haven't told what kind of mystery box it is what are the condoms for (laughs) oh those are for later yeah that's that's our celebration he's wearing his entire pp i don't have to (laughs) do we for some protection equipment why is justin just wearing a condom though Uh, for protection uh, (laughs) does does this guy not get it because he has two kids already needs to wear a condom at all times um just in case and then after we're all done with that a couple of weeks we're gonna have episode 11 of the boundless pod trap movie review where we'll be re- reviewing 1997's drive it's uh, a good movie. It, movie it's a movie no it's a good movie 
<laughs> yeah, good it good is subjective, but I'm we'll not, I'm not gonna give any information. We're gonna talk about how that I feel about that movie. when it when it comes up. Uh but yeah, for now, Justin, go ahead how, and take I, the right the way you're saying that you should have you know we did talk about that as our last podcast. But we're gonna talk about it now, tonight. This whatever. The movie podcast comes up before this one. So. Oh. <laughs> well we talked about it then. Yeah. I don't we recorded this all in, in a night and it comes out over a month's man. I don't fucking know. This ball's out of just work here. I don't think the listeners are gonna be like, what? Uh, continuity. <laughs> Paco kicks us in this door and locks it. Well, and then Paco's, he's like, Paco's yeah. been on vacation for the last like, what is it, fourteen, fifteen days? Yeah. He, oh. he heard COVID was back and he's vacation. Back. How did I? <laughs> Ran off. He's had COVID three times. He is COVID. That's his middle name. Paco COVID. It makes him stronger. What yeah. doesn't kill you will make you wish it did. It also made him lose his wiener. That reminds me of something when you go to like a baseball game. Yeah, the little like the batter comes up or whatever. They don't have any cheerleaders, so they make the crowd do it. You're gonna make me do my work for you. I don't think I've ever. I've been a baseball fan since the early '90s. I don't think I've ever been to a baseball game with cheerleaders. Yeah, that's because that's what the audience is like. That's that's a hard job to make people excited at a baseball game. <laughs> that is the boringest sport to go watch live. This you're guy, watching one person. This in a big fucking field. guy who's you're, a Husker you're, fan. You're watching two guys play catch, and other guys just banging their gloves. I played baseball. Playing is different than watching. Did you get to third base? Nope. I'm sorry. Never made it there. I rounded third and found a bat on the field. He's <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, I Get guess it. I'll take over. So we're going to be talking about fallacies. Do you guys understand fallacy? you know what fallacies are? Yes, I'm f- fallacy right now. Fallacy. So we don't know what a fallacy is? Well, all right. The reason why I want to talk about it, because I feel like it is highly important in our communication. It makes you a better communicator, especially in today's world. People nowadays really like to try to cancel you. It kind of goes back into previous topics that we have talked about, like cancel culture and all this. This is certain methods and ways of manipulation to kind of get the masses on your side. It's deception at its finest. If you can identify a fallacy, you can kind of better approach the subject matter with clarity. There's a concept that I want to briefly discuss. It's like the levels of escalation. This isn't necessarily with fallacies, but more so with like communication. So like you have your first level of escalation, which is communication. What that is, is pretty much being able to talk civilly or even arguing or something like that, but being able to have a conversation to reach a conclusion or some sort of progress. Then the second level of escalation is segregation. So that's pretty much separating people. It's like, obviously these people aren't going to work. So you go in your corner, you go in your corner, you guys can start your own little communities. We'll work from there. But even if that doesn't work, then the third level of escalation is annihilation. So you got your communication, your segregation, your annihilation. A lot of people these days, they like to start at level two. And they kind of put the ball in your court to try to reach level three. That way, it just makes you look bad. And yeah, they move on from there. So these two fallacies I want to discuss today kind of correlate with that sort of uh, escalation. A fallacy is pretty much like a... Do you know what a fallacy is? Can you can you give me a definition? Either one of you. You want me to look it up? No, you don't. Well, you have it. You know it. I tell, do. Tell us. You're like a horrible student. Well, you're teaching me. <laughs> I'm not supposed to know this. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, a fallacy is pretty much like a, it's a failure in reasoning, which 
renders an argument invalid. So there's really no point to continue a discussion when somebody is starting from a level of non-reasoning or it's a dishonest stance. It's like, why am I even arguing with you? Like, you're not even connecting, you know? Or it's like a... It's like along the lines of arguing fact that isn't fact. Yeah. And then that's going to be the two fallacies that we're going to be talking... Like COVID is infant embryos. Or not COVID, but the COVID shot is infant embryos. Yeah, it is. I did it. Good job. I did it. Isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is? I did it. Your arm is pregnant now. But yeah. Um, it shows. That's what this gun is. It shows. Boom! <laughs> you can't have that in here. But yeah, it's a, it's a mistaken belief, especially <laughs> one that's based on like an unsound argument. It's bullshit to its finest. Ultimately, it's a pattern of reasoning that contains a flaw, either in its logical structure or in its underlying premises. Thing is, is, well, the two logical fallacies that I want to discuss today, which is highly popular these days, gaslighting and straw man. So gaslighting is kind of reaching more of a peak right now. I mean, like it came from like a movie back in 1986, 1984, somewhere around there with the same name, but was popularized in the 1980, sorry, not 80, 1934 but popularized in the 1942 movie, the American version, Gaslight. It's pretty much about like a husband who keeps on like changing the gaslights and dimming them down. And the wife is questioning him about it. And he's like, you know, you're going crazy. And his whole intention was to put her into like a, a crazy home, a psycho house. And it worked. Yeah. What, what is this guy doing? Selfieing. Oh, okay. Teacher, he's got his cell phone out. Yeah, but I think... For me, fallacies are important because if you're able to spot them, you can kind of pinpoint their dishonesty and throw it back in their face. There really is no need to go along for some unnecessary emotional ride. Like a lot of these, especially these two, I think pretty much all of them are based in some sort of like false emotion. Not necessarily false, but hysteria, emotional hysteria. In my natural style of communication, I usually don't attach myself emotionally already. Like I try to have like a level of reasoning and understanding. And like, if me and you don't see eye to eye, I want to have like some sort of civil arrangement or civil conversation. No, I'm just going to call you names. Yeah. Usually when the name starts, then there's really no reason to continue the conversation. I, I find that it's either name calling or going into like, you know, Hitler always has to get brought up into like conversations. Like how often do you type something up and then just delete the whole thing. It's like, fuck, this is never going to get through. Like, Oh, I do that all the time. That, uh, I send them anyway. It's just like a reface. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all this time waiting for the reface to load. And <laughs> but these are kind of awesome for average communicators online or even in public places because with these two positions of gaslighting and straw man, they always argue from a basis of dishonesty. And with the, like, well, I guess most logical fallacies are. But as said earlier, lots of people online like to start with level two. If you can establish terms and like a stance, like your position or so, and work from there, you can bring it back to level one. So, and if you kind of try to meet them where they are at that level two, then they'll just, other followers or people who kind of join on to like the conversation, they'll just try to bury you. Like if they will try to purposely misinterpret what you are saying, it's like, that's not even what I'm saying. Like you're not even falling. I'm like, I'm breaking it down. But it's like, name call, name call, name call. You said this, name call, name call. It's like, yeah, I, I, first off, I didn't say anything bad about you. I'm not attacking your character. I'm addressing the argument, the, the issue at hand. It's like you're more so for trying to win the argument instead of understand the topic. 
But yeah, it's annoying. I think most people, like especially like the followers, even them, like most people like to try to stir the pot. So people who kind of get in on the argument, there's certain people I think me and you have had conversations with online, Facebook or so, where it's like, man, it's not even. Oh yeah. It's oh, not even. Constantly. Yeah. Every time I see a person or this person's post, it's like, I'm not even going to, it's, it's pointless. This person is so far past. Like he, mm. I've unfollowed a lot of people <laughs> just because of how they are. Yeah. So you nodded your head when I said, when I mentioned at least gaslighting, do you have a, what can you tell me about gaslighting or any experiences that you have with gaslighting? Well, it's just a, the, from being in the anti establishment culture, the, even the, the anarchist culture growing up, watching that newer kind of anti-authority-esque culture trying to gaslight the new, I guess the best way to refer to them is recruit culture, seeing them be gaslighted into how bad everything is when in all actuality it's not nearly as bad as we had it when we were at their age is... Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, there's there's certain things that yes, it is much much worse now than we had it, but yet we also had it in a very different, worse way. Right. I think um, overall, I mean, the the struggle is more made up to seem like it's more worse. Absolutely, it's because it's so overinflated because it's easier to broadcast your struggle. Oh yeah, it's like the crime rates today. They're actually less going back in history. It's just they're more documented right. publicly. Right, right. And seeing the amount of information that's gaslighted to the younger culture is, to an extent, I think kind of ridiculous. So it's it's not only gaslit to bring people down, it's also gaslit to try to make people fight as well. It oh, can yeah. be used in multiple different facets. So. And gaslighting can also be used to, like, bring people, I guess, quote-unquote, up as right. well. Yeah. The thing is, is gaslighting, by definition, it's like a technique to make someone question their own perception of reality. It's right. a excellent form of manipulation. Yeah. It is a manipulation method. Right. And I don't I don't necessarily say manipulation is a bad thing. I think— Well, no, not at all. It, it's, like quest, it's like having someone question an authority figure— whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Well, I think just day-to-day -day conversation is a mild form of gaslighting. Any sort of conversation that we have is kind of giving you guys ideas of how we are about, like it's giving a perception of us. Right. And well, give, yeah. I don't want to say it's distorting your uh, reality, but it's giving you new reality or new information to go off of. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like this. Okay. Well, shit, I can jive with that. Fair. But it's not it's not a deceptive way of manipulation. And manipulation, when I say it's not always bad, it's like, I mean, fucking hostage negotiators. Manipulation. It's well, like they, they save lives. They manipulate and save lives. Well, and if you look at it that perspective, like fucking George Washington gaslit people, fucking Newton gaslit people, fucking Einstein gaslit people, philosophers. Oh, yeah. Like... Any sort of leader, I guess, or anybody who kind of holds the position of power. Anybody who came up with an idea, came up with a theory. Yeah, gaslighting is, in essence, seen as a negative thing, but it also yeah. can be seen as a positive like, thing. Back in the day, gaslighting was more of a medical term, but it's more on a social level now. It's to make you yeah. question. Yeah, like, and there's sure. nothing, anyone who tells you that questioning something is wrong is... is Run. Yeah, <laughs> is, is the worst kind of person you ever want to meet. Yeah. 
I like how you said that because it kind of speaks onto like a level of morality. And I hate when people use authority as morality. It's like, are you saying it's right because the authorities say it's right? Are you saying it's right regardless of if the authority says it? And I'm not saying you should disrespect authority figures. I'm saying you can question authority figures without disrespecting authority figures. Your your own morality and, and sense of justice or whatever is easily question just using a level of reasoning right if we didn't question information or question authority we would never evolve it would all just be like automatons 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 is that even a word automaton yeah it's like a automatic footrest automatons automatons automaton it's an automatic baton automatons automatons how do you spell that i think it's automatons we have to stop the whole thing. Stop, pause. <laughs> pause the ship. Good. A moving mechanical device made in imitation of a human being. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Ottoman. Ottoman? Yeah. Ottoman. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. A, a Ottoman, something you put your fucking feet on. Mofo. A machine that performs a function according to a predetermined set of coded instructions, especially one capable of a range of programmed responses to different circumstances. Man, they're learning so much through this educational segment. It's awesome. Anyways, so gaslighting also kind of enforces or induces like a sense of cognitive dissonance. And if you don't know what cognitive dissonance, it's Jeremy, do you know what cognitive dissonance? Please uh, participate in class. I am. I'm looking at stuff on this. Do I have to take that away? Cognitive dissonance. Are we going to have to lock down Uh, your uh, internet privileges like we did with Lonnie? Yes. We can't. Look up tits one time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cognitive dissonance. It's pretty much holding to ideas inconsistent thoughts there he's cheating he's reading it good oh, my computer's <laughs> off right oh. now that glare you're, you're is... so light up, up. <laughs> uh. it's just the natural glow in his eyes yeah no holding two thoughts like the sky is red also the sky is blue it's like well they can't be two different colors at the same time like and if you wholeheartedly believe it like you know i believe in santa claus or yeah but santa's fake it's like those are two different Santa Claus. You have to. Santa Claus is fake, but I believe in him. Uh, I believe in fake Santa Claus. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Hopefully, no kids are listening. Oh no! There is a disclaimer at the beginning, so we didn't see earmuffs, so it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, they have to listen to the disclaimer, and yeah. Anyway, so uh, many people who suffer with cognitive dissonance, they utilize like mental gymnastics. They always try to find some sort of way to reason themselves. Like they Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They start from like the finish line and then work your way back. I'm like, you're you're having an unfair foot race. You're starting at the end and then trying to lay the tracks then. It's like, no, we all have to start from nothing and then find the find the truth. You can't say that something is real, but Oh sorry, yeah. did, I, did I did I cough there? I meant to say Christianity. <laughs> if that if that wasn't clear enough. That's really rude. With some truth. Oh, but you're allowed to say Santa Claus isn't real, but I'm not allowed to say Jesus isn't real. Well, Santa Claus is important christmas time is when everybody can get together and celebrate the birth of santa claus so but yeah a lot of people have like mental gymnastics and they try to raise their way out of like these logical fallacies and they're called dishonest people um yeah (laughs) they're they're called liars yeah some extreme cases of people who are victimized who are gaslit they can end up with like low self-esteem or levels of anxiety depression and not always but even like psychosis like they can truly become crazy because like if you from a young age your parent is feeding you all this stuff and it's like this is all true to me this is all real there's no reason for them to lie and like then finally you realize they're lying 
but you don't realize it. Right. You just kind of like succumb to whatever truth they try to implement onto you. Right. It's try. It's losing faith in your support system. Yeah. But like a lot of people who use gaslighting techniques, I mean, I feel like it's relatively easy to spot some narcissists and sociopaths, and but those are usually the ones who are more likely to use gaslighting, more manipulative, more immorally. Let's talk straw manning. What? Straw manning? Straw manning. What's a straw man argument? Do you know what a straw man argument is? A scarecrow. Bronze yeah. straw man. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yes, please. Because it smells like bullshit in here. Everything that's coming out of your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Thank you. I have a... Icebreakers, mm. mints. That's our... Um, mm. Eat it. Play our sound effect. Mm. Eat it. You just want a soundboard over there now, too. <laughs> I do. Play it. Push the button. <laughs> Push the button. So straw manning. A straw man argument. Do we... You don't know what it is? You're kind of on the same... Or the right path. It's like a decoy argument. For the most part, yeah. It's something that's more hollowed out. It doesn't have any truth. It's like person A gives the argument of X... And person B tries to take that argument, switch it out with argument Y. It's like, so it, a lot of the times it's like, so you're saying, enter argument. And I'm not saying argument as in like a way of like to argue or to be brash or, or vocal about it. Like argument in like the logical or philosophy terms, it pretty much just means like having a conversation or a position or a stance. So that's how I'm using argument. Okay. Some people say, like, oh, I don't like to argue. It's like, that's not how I'm using the word. There's different meanings to the terms. But yeah, it's primarily a fallacious argument to distract people from the actual point of the hand. It's kind of not that type of... (laughs) (laughs) He's getting all hot and bothered. That's my favorite kind of argument. Yeah, it's primarily something that kind of distorts the context. I'll give you a few examples here in a bit, but it's an exaggeration of someone's actual point. They're taking your point... They're ignoring it and running with something else. They're inserting their perception of what they think you're talking about. So it's like you don't even understand what I'm talking about. Yet you're wasting everybody's time talking about something else that I'm not even getting to. For example, like maybe a politician is like, I want to increase the funds for education. And then somebody's like, oh, so you don't care about veterans? It's like. So basically all political debates. For the most part. And especially more so now. But it's like, no, I care about veterans but i'm talking about strictly this someone pretty much makes a weaker more attackable version of an argument to easily tear it down straw man it's you can just knock over the straw man there's no person behind that clothing of position stance you rather bend over a person not a straw yeah squeeze it you gotta spit spit on straw a lot to get it wet i know (laughs) oh trust me i know back in jeremy's day that's all they had was straw it's still my day, and it's still straw. You think you're still on top? So what you're saying... There we go. <laughs> there we go. He gets it now. I think he's learning something. There's a few movies, well, with these arguments, these fallacious logical fallacies. Fallacious. Yeah, fallacio. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought we were talking about. Yeah, like this, is, this topic so, wasn't like... I was hard for three quarters this, of this That's why topic. I'm so dumbfounded over here, because I'm like, when are we going to get to the blowjobs? <laughs> Like, oh, that's why your pants are off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're not, not doing anymore. that. We're not doing that. It's cold in here. I'm not yeah. putting them back on. <laughs> so I've already mentioned the movie Gaslight, or Gaslit, Gaslight, the 19-whatever, and Rosemary's Baby. That was Great a, movie. Uh, about gaslighting. People, what happened to his eyes? It's like the husband was pretty much 
trying to make the wife like, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. And the whole the whole apartment complex was. Satan had a different plan on things there. Certain people who are like, I wear name brand clothing that is popular in the urban community. And then somebody else is like, wow, that's racist. It's like you're you're trying to gaslight somebody to make them think that it's something else. It's like, eh, it's... it's. Why did you have to use that voice when you said, ah, that's racist? Because that's how they usually say it. Who's Over they? text. That's those people. So what you're online. saying? <laughs> the text. <laughs> the movie What Lies Beneath with uh, Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. I think she knows who your wife. That was all. While you're talking about that movie, is anybody else in that bathtub scene where it's filling up? Do you get out of breath watching that? No, I get out of breath a lot. <laughs> I just when that the tub's filling up, I'm like, oh my god, I'm holding my breath along with her. Why? You don't have to. She's doing it. I know. <laughs> this is the much advice from Justin. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> All right, session's over. Yeah, pay me my money. You don't have to do that anymore. At least $75. Yeah. Leave it on the nightstand with everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, those are a few gaslighting examples, a few straw man examples. The Crucible. That was a decent book, decent movie. The You're, Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious. Or like... Babe, like, Pig in the City. This is an I, example. Yeah, so we'll make this a little bit more personal. I give you guys some examples of gaslighting, Lonnie. Why don't you believe in God? Um, in like a sentence or two. In a sentence or two, why do you not believe in God? I don't believe in a climate change. I think that you just want to sin. I think you hate God. I would. You do. don't believe in God because you hate Him. You see how I'm kind of like taking I, his argument. He gave me I, a stance, and then I just kind of flipped it around. I believe in no Hitler. Sin. Hitler was real. Does believing in him mean that you? Give him praise. Yes. As in, like, you appreciate what he did? No. Some Jews, though. Um, I can't go there. Wow. <laughs> but you did. <laughs> but you did. Call him the Jew hotline. <laughs> Be here in 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. I got my back to the door. They're not, they're not open this late. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jeremy, <laughs> they we'll make this personal me. for you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Why haven't you gotten the vaccine? Oh. In, like, a sentence or two. Because we don't know enough about the long-term effects of it. AIDS. Maybe you just don't care about other people. That's it. You gave me a reason, and I just like flipped it back on you. Know to what? You. I'm done with this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, we're going to level two now. Okay. All right. Segregation. That's why you're over there. Or that would be, I guess, level three. We're gonna... You done with the podcast? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, and a level few other two. things. No, let's level two this. I want to... This is a fun game. Oh, you... oh yeah. we made it to 30 episodes, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's more than others. And that, who did that? Who just threw my fucking phone? Was there like some? It was on your pants. It was in my crotch. Oh, how is it in there? He got at. he got hard. <laughs> I mean, Crazy. people do that in prison, but Crazy. <laughs> Justin, why don't you have hair? For Jews. Mel pattern baldness. It's because your hair is scared of you. I don't. I suck I don't at get this it. game. I don't get it. I so, think I think I'm pretty good at Justin. Why are you a male man? Like a male man? Yeah. Because of XY chromosome. Um, oh, it's because you're a piece of fucking shit, asshole, motherfucker. <laughs> Did I just annihilate it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no reference there. There's this, right. it does not follow. It does right. not compute. Okay. Yeah. Um, a few other things. Like Jeremy, beauty. why don't you have a girlfriend? Oh, I'm working on it. It's because your mother hates you. <laughs> 
Mom? I gotta make a phone call. <laughs> I'll be back. So, Beauty and the Beast. That was a, a form of straw man. You know, when Gaston is trying to rep up the uh, the bar goers, it's like, this guy is just gonna come down here and butt fuck you guys. And what version did you watch? <laughs> uh, I think that's B- Beauty and the Priest. <laughs> oh. Uh, <whoops. laughs> no one fucks like Gaston. <laughs> Uh, one cucks like Gaston. <laughs> okay. I guess I, I, another like example of like someone says, I support Trump because of the tax reasons and benefits of my economic class. And then someone says, oh, so you support racism. A lot of the times like when the sexism or the racism or all the isms, it's usually... Jism. I don't want to... It's coming from a place like, <laughs> of like ignorance. It's like you can't necessarily pinpoint something unless it's like I, I hate when people throw like the racism. I mean, I've said this a few times already, but they just want to willy nilly throw the racism, not willy nilly jism. But it's like, no, you can't quite say that until it's like proven. I'm like, oh, the race card is played a lot yeah. these days. Yeah. But you get rewarded for your victimization, your self victimization. A lot of the times these isms, they're not like they're like, we got to rape culture, all this sort of culture racist culture it's like i feel like the numbers don't follow the facts don't follow i feel like most of it is like a rape hysteria a racist hysteria like most of the people just get open arms with up in arms i guess with a lot of the stuff open arms as in like hugging. journey yeah open arms <laughs> most any like, infomercial that's kind of a form of straw manning it's like they make you try to buy a product to that is flat out straw manning. Like it gives you like this false perception that what you are doing is all wrong, but by acting out very outlandish and stupid performances, that their product is so much more convenient than the bullshit that they just kind of showed. It's like, no, nobody does it like that. You're making it so outrageous. It's like, now I need like this hook. Cause every time you get out of the car, you just fall and nearly end up in the hospital. So you just got to put this hook to the side of your car. Just so you can like, you know, don't fucking say anything when you go to Hershberger. <laughs> because I don't, <laughs> there was a microphone stuff. It wasn't me. Oh my God. You heard it clear. <laughs> yeah. The media itself is all about, well, gaslighting and straw manning media itself they use like selected quotes from other people and they purposely misinterpret somebody else's intentions not only is it straw manning but it's also like appeal to authority people use that like why well, get my news from you know this sort of source it's like if it's yeah, cnn you kind of kind of wrong gotta check out both sides before you have you know or do your own research we have tools available to us but we don't well we as a people human race we don't check into the facts we just go with it it's like jeremy said we don't have enough information for like the covid but covid is not anything new we know a lot of the stuff about covid we know how to get you know the the strains and all that like well what do you want to call it not the strains but we know how to counteract it so it's not something that we've been uh, i mean this isn't about covid we'll just move along with that one because it I sounds know like it is <laughs> other hot topics we can say like the war on christmas fuck christmas we see, we hear that almost every single year and i, I think i mean because lonnie and i probably we I mean, celebrate christmas at it Who's God the Elder? Lonnie more so than myself, but he kind of follows the things of like the Church of Satan, like what they were doing. And I love a lot of the stuff that they do. And it's like, nobody's trying to cancel Christmas. No. It's trying to cancel the over pushing into the public, which laws strictly forbid. I was, yeah, I was going to say the act of Christmas is fine. If you want to exchange presents, if you want to do all that, that's fine. Santa Claus, great guy, whatever. (laughs) If you want to put a tree in your house, awesome. That's all based on paganism. 
whatever. None of that is based on that Jesus H. Christ or whatever his middle initial is being born in April and being a black man. Like no one acknowledges that. So keep your church out of my Christmas. I'll keep my Christmas out of your church and we'll be happy. Thank you. Other than that, legalizing certain sort of drugs. A lot of people use that as like certain straw mans. Like, oh, so you want to legalize weed now. Okay, now we're, what else are we going to legalize? Like cocaine and crack and... Bunny ranches. Ooh. Bunny ranches. Yeah. I, I don't care. You do everything you want, but the first motherfucker who touches a synagogue or says anything bad about Hanukkah, we're going to fucking blows. Don't where's, you even fucking start. Like, where's blows at? <laughs> that's what I thought this was going to be about, but... Oh. We'll get there. All right. Yeah. So we're in Christmas legalizing of certain drugs, certain political positions, or, or there's always... Why did you point at me when you said because that? Because you, you agreed to something when I originally brought it up about the politics. They're always all, all about that. I thought so. you were saying I look like... So you're saying I'm like, I look like Donald Trump? Yeah. You're okay. very white. You can't even hold on to your phone. He's peach. He's yeah. a peachy. He's a, he's a peach. It's not saying that two positions can't be correct. Like people who do straw man like their position it could be correct it's just that's not the topic at hand it's like they work to try to deflect and people who deflect are really good at some certain sports okay yeah if <laughs> you look at me for 10 minutes yeah. well it wasn't 10 minutes it's like, like it in podcast mode it's only gonna be like a half a second <laughs> so yeah there's certain ways that you can kind of counter straw man arguments as well they're the three I have already briefly discussed on one of them. So one, point out why you think their position is a straw man so they have to defend their position. Sometimes a lot of people just let it go. It's like, no, no, hold them to it. You got to take them back, if, especially if you want to get that topic handled. So challenge them on, on it uh, as an attempt to assure that they can see their own fallacy. You know, make them realize that, you know, you see what you're doing. This, this is a straw man argument, and this is why I think it's a straw man argument. Now, let's bring it back to this. Engage or, or level a position of honesty. Number two, which is probably the most preferred method, because a lot of the times it's pointless to get in an argument with somebody who is not going to reason. A lot of the times you get to their their idea by way of emotion, and you cannot reason somebody out of an argument or a position, a stance that they've got to or they've arrived to by way of emotion. It's like there's no getting through to them. So just refute the whole thing. It's like I don't really, your premises, eh, there's no reason for me to engage. Number three, steel man their argument. Do you know what a steel man is? Like horsing it out, be like, this is my stance and nothing will change it. A robot? No. Yeah. Like Shaq? Steel. Really? Remember like, that movie? You guys no. remember that movie? Like real steel? No, Shaq. He was like a uh, a metal worker and then he became like a, a superhero. Steel. You guys don't remember oh, that? What was it called? Steel. Oh. I don't. S-T-E-E-L. When did that come out? Was that like after Shaq Fu? It was probably around the same time as Shaq Fu. Then no, I don't remember yeah. All right, so Steel Man, it's pretty much filling out their straw man. It's like, okay, I will see your, your stuff through. And then I will pretty much identifying their stance and saying, this is correct, right? And getting them to say yes. Usually once you can get them to say yes once, you can get them to say yes again. So point out their stuff, I guess go on the ride with them, and then bring it back to your, your topic at hand. Online, oftentimes... There is a obvious and devious method of creating a straw man, which should give you pause before proceeding. Most anytime someone says, oh, so you're saying they will interject a straw man argument to like purposely misunderstand your position and give themselves the illusion of superiority. 
In addition, since this is an online and public, many people love to bandwagon, which is also another fallacious argument. A lot of the failures just kind of like jump on board. We don't, we won't get into that one today. So yeah, you can state clear facts, but people misrepresent your point by appealing to emotion and prejudices. Prejudices? Pretty much, which, yeah. See, look at him. Look at him. He's making fun of me. Prejudices. Prejudices. Lonnie's got his own. Did you just bark at me? I can't bring that in here. Dude, it sounds like, All right. I know that sound. <laughs> I got sound effects. So asking questions for clarification, it helps build understanding and shows you are listening. That's kind of one of the main things that you need to have when you're engaging in communication. I don't know what this guy's doing. So like when you're engaging in communication, it's always best to have like active listening. Lonnie? I'm listening. This guy. You know? Yeah. So active listening kind of shows that you're understanding, or you're, at least you're trying to understand. A lot of these times when people pros are proposed like these sort of fallacious arguments they're not listening they also just want to be right and it kind of gives you that little dopamine fix when it's like i'm right you're wrong everybody here says i'm right even though they're all just kind of following on my bullshit argument that has no bearing well if you were if you keep using the word fallacious a lot of people are going to pay attention <laughs> very upset when the conversation <laughs> is over what the fuck so yeah, i'll just close it up here in conclusion logical fallacies is a great tool to manipulate and get over on other people if you want to be a dishonest piece of shit. Otherwise, being able to understand their usage, to be able to spot them in a discussion, you can easily refute their whole premise instead of entertaining their deception. No need to emotionally invest in someone not worth the time. Now, Jeremy, Lonnie, and myself are going to go suck each other off. And Yay. This finally, is what fellatio. All, this is called foreplay. You need <laughs> to talk about certain things and, and you no. know, get it going. This is a verbal... And your sister ugly, you just plain old ugly. Verbal lubrication, that's all it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Verbal lube. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> that one wasn't me. Is that me? You sound just like me when you do that, man. What happening? What's happening? Well, that was that was actually, that was a lot of good information though. Like if if you're if you want to be an arguer, that's that's good information to have in the. Holster. I try not to be an arguer though. So that's, that's you're doing I it. Don't. Fucking. I think wrong. it just depends on how you approach it though. Like arguing, like I'm sarcastic. I can be sarcastic. I think my sarcastic is or sarcasm is probably or humor is like the most aggressive part of me. You have humor sometimes. <laughs> and it's aggressive. What the fuck is your? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find a button to press. To whatever. Hold on. Let's see if I got one. one. I used to be my text alert message until I got is... sick of it. You say that every time it plays. What's that? Like, what is happening to this episode right now? We're on episode 30, and we should be professional. And we're, I think it's breaking. We're just going off the cuff here you are one pathetic loser there is something i kind of wanted to also add on to this it's like because learning how to communicate kind of creates like you know like certain societies and there are let's just start from the beginning when a society starts it's kind of like in its infancy stage so you have like the the a baby society and then they'll begin to compete for ideas using status and they'll try to make it like a sport out of it and then after that, those ones with the power, they take their seats and they, they try to rule. And it's all like posh-like. 
but then things go against the society and society itself will work to add a bit of pushback and add its own little flavor to the fairness quite gingerly. And then full outright war will happen and things become scary. So once it settles, the cycle restarts, you know, and you can use like these arguments. So you have like your baby society, sporty society, posh society, ginger society, and scary society. So, yeah. You know, when he's speaking bullshit because of how his voice gets and how, because I'm serious and I need you to know. Ginger was my favorite society. I had a thing for Posh was mine for the sporty Posh? For yeah. the sporty society sporty? For, for whatever reason sporty huh he d- he does come like off that as dark society why scary like that- society it's a fun one <laughs> is it, it was scary the dark society scary was the fun society okay yeah I like the I like the the ginger society you would I would it, I question people who say they like the baby society wow you're yeah, fucked up <laughs> they, they need to go. <laughs> I just would have liked like the full gamut, like a big octagon of societies. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Just anymore. like a big loving, like if you want to be my lover of societies. Well, you do got to get with the friends, so yeah. <laughs> don't tell me what I want. But we know you, you really, really want. I did a, I did a play when I was in high school, and we, About we spice girls. kind of. I was, I was like a detective, and it's like spice. reading some stuff off. It's like. What does this guy want? It's like, sir, there's a note. It's like, it says, I want to what? I want to what? <laughs> you're stupid. Get out of here right now. And I'm not even joking. You're done. Fucking fine, I'll Dad. see you guys later. And you left. My favorite argument technique is just being like, are you done? Are you done? And then being like, yeah, fine. Being like, okay. And then you roll over. And then being like, what do you have to say? Nothing. I'll take it under advisement. That reminds me of a Kevin Hart thing when he talks about how like women win, are right 99% of arguments, but he's just like, women, I'm going to tell you this right now. If a man ever hits you with this line in an argument, are you done? Are you done? Know that he's about to fuck your world. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my, I got nothing. The first line you said, you won. <laughs> I'm just, okay, you win, whatever. <laughs> like, stop it. He's already dead. Reminds me of another stand-up where it's like, men lie more than women, but women tell the, the biggest lies. So, you know, men would be like, no, nah, I wasn't over there. But women be like, it's your baby. <laughs> Had to have been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was on it. I could do this live. <laughs> Lonnie, say something. <laughs> Lonnie, do you want to move to the next topic? Do you want to move to the next topic? Uh, I just, it, it, saying that, I watch way too much Maury. It's flooding through my head all my favorite Maury episodes of You Are Not. And then they run to the back crying. The it's father. like, you knew the whole time. Right. That's not my baby. She's like, yeah, but I mean, I was seeing other people too. I just didn't want to be that guy. Right. I like, to be now him. I don't know who the dad is. Like, you've fucking tried 11 people. Might as well try the other 14 yeah. people who live in town. Some of the people, man. Ooh. Or they had to bring like four or five people on. <laughs> like, oh my god, Jayquan, is this for real or is this scripted? You, you I, I feel like some of these are scripted. Jerry at this Springer, point. They are. yeah, Jerry Springer used to be scripted because uh, I think I've told you this you story. Had friends that went on it, didn't you? Well, no, and I've, I told you. I don't know if I told you this story, but I, I, a good friend of mine, his name was Uncle Craig. His wife, cousin, was a producer for the Jerry Springer show. They named him Uncle. 
No, his name was Craig. Oh. Um, but we called him Uncle Craig because he was quite a bit older than us. He was in his late 30s when we were just 20 nothings. Because he we, gave you candy? <laughs> he tried to give us much more than candy. And presents on Christmas? He did give us a bunch of VHS horror movies. And we're like, great, now we have to find a VHS <laughs> VHS player. Oh, he's he's got people locked up in his basement. If he's... <laughs> No, he, great guy. But his wife's cousin was a, was a producer. And she'd always be like, hey, you guys want to be on the show? We're like, no, we don't have anything crazy. She's like, no, no, we come up with the ideas. You just go on the show. And it's like, really? She's like, yeah, if we ever have anything crazy, we can't fill people. Do you, would you consider coming on the show? You get X amount of money. We fly you out, put you up for the night. You be in the show. We give you the scripts. You do your best. You got to get point A to point B, but everything in the middle, it's like your own dialogue. I'd do it. I, I, in a heartbeat. In a fucking heartbeat. Minus the flying, if they let me drive <laughs> Let you drive out there. But yeah, at the time, Trace was like, I don't know. I was still playing a lot of music at the time, so my mind, I was like, I would be recognized right away, but I didn't care. I, I, I can't see Justin on there. Why not? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that you would have sex with your cousin. Why, why not? <laughs> have you seen my cousin? He's fucking hot, bro. <laughs> He's at least a seven. <laughs> so what's the next topic? <laughs> Well, uh, we'll jump into mine. I got I got a fun one here for you guys. We talk about horror so much, and we talk about trivia questions so much. But, you know, I found some good ones. And when I was laid up, wasn't able to do much, I really got into really diving into my trivia and my knowledge and movies and really trying to study up because I felt like I was letting my other knowledge of movies go down. And I found this dude who does theme songs of movies not theme songs but like tracks for movies like you know how this song makes you think of this movie and blah blah blah. i got a bunch of those so i'm gonna test your guys 80s and 90s song knowledge of movies today all genres not not genres but like this 15 seconds theme what movie, movie is this that's what i'm saying like it's all, okay, genres yeah, from, yes, all, yes, genre. all genres of films. Okay, yeah. I've got the 80s and 90s. I'm going to play you 15 seconds of each song once. Like, I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to start it. You get 15 seconds of that song. I'm going to have you write it down. Tell me your answer. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or not. We're going to go through 25 of these. And then at the end, we'll go over whether you got them right, you got them wrong, and see who the winner is. So if y'all want to grab a piece of paper and a pen there. You said 25. We're going to do 25 of them. Between the 80s and the 90s. Star 104.5. I'm going to play something else here just to make sure that you guys can properly hear. Uh, That's an ad. Ferris Bueller. (laughs) But you can hear that fine, no problems. Eyeglass. Yeah, whatever. Okay. All right, so number one, are you ready? No. DX. Boom. We're not supposed to say. Nope. Just write it down. No, these are movies. These are movies. These are and these, either or 80s or 90s. You're not telling us what I'm it is. I'm not telling you. It's are, 80s or 90s. Are these main titles or it could have been played anytime in the movie? It could be played anytime in the movie, 
but it is a main title associated with the movie. This isn't me like, this track was played in the background of scene A. This song is known for the movie. Okay. My first guess is like so far out there. You can tell me. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong yet, but. Uh, What'd you get? I'm not saying. I already have an answer. Ready for number two? Ready. Here she comes. So obvious. I don't know what it is. Fried green tomatoes. Oh, that's right, what I had. Right? Fried green tomatoes. Let's become number three. They're just movies, not TV shows. Just movies. All I got a, movies. I got a TV show on that one. All so. cinematic adventures. Uh, you don't know it. that one? It's a TV show. Okay. Right. <laughs> Write down your TV show. I can't 100% guarantee you'll be correct. But All right. All right. Next one, number four. I'm going to go ahead and say pay attention to the lyrics in this one. So obvious. Fried green tomato. (laughs) Right? That one too. We're just going to roll straight into the next one on this one. When in doubt, fried green tomatoes. <laughs> when in doubt, fried green tomatoes. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Yeah. It's a jackal, obviously. Yeah. All right, going in number six. And it doesn't matter subtitles. It's just the main title. doesn't matter sequels. Thanks for those hints. Of course. It's a Christmas one, right? Because that is something we'll run into numerous times on this list. Are you ready for the gook? What's that? Are you ready for the gook? The gook? Are you ready for the gook? Gook it. Gook it. Somewhere Crystal is cringing. Oh, no. Next one. She's clinching. Number seven. How popular are all these? These are relatively popular. These are main movies, yep. Major like, major blockbuster movies. I have like five movies that come to mind when I see them. Can we give two answers? 
Yeah, if you want to be disqualified. Yeah, Shut I the mean, fuck I'll up. take. Who said anything to you over there? I'll take with your stupid hat. So I'll take. I'll take the first one you give what? me. <laughs> what I'm saying. So what you're saying? Geez. You find I'm sexy. Uh-oh. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out you're of right, here. Right, but fried green tomato. <laughs> All right, next one. Did I just go deaf? Oh my god. You seriously don't know it? I know it. <laughs> oh my god. This was the one that I'm like, mm, maybe this one's too hard, but. Hakuna Matata. God, I, that last one, I know it, but I I even. Oh, I know it. Oh, he's writing down a second answer? I scratched out the first one. No, you sneezed. I. <clears throat> All right. Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Just that first. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it because he's struggling with Jeez. this one. And I know if I sing it, he's going to know it. Sing it. Suck my dick. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. What fuck. becomes Thanks, of... That's funny. I... <laughs> Beautiful. The moon. Some guy made this in his basement and be in. Wow. Oh, into the next one. It's rolling, boys. That was eleven. Kathy Bates. Oh, hold on, <laughs> psycho. Hold on. It's uh, dr- it's drive. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I'm not. That I have not been sure on is the first one. The very first one, yeah. And then there's another one where I'm I'm about eighty five percent positive I'm right. Was it number number four? No, because <laughs> yeah. that was Space Jam. <laughs> that was a gimme. Why can I not think of this? Because you're thinking of fallacies, probably. Number twelve. Number twelve. <laughs> guy was married to Heidi Klum. The Ma'o. Does it sound exactly like him? All of a sudden, Seal's in the office next to us. He's like, hey. If they if they be did that, <laughs> do your do your best impression of like today's music redo of that. Wait, you didn't give us a chance. I wait. Did you just skip one? No, that was the end of the last one. Okay. All right, I got it. Are you sure? God, I hope the fuck so. Does your answer have the word green tomatoes? In it? Tomato? <laughs> oh. We're just going to roll through this one right in. We're on 13. This is 13, right? Yes. It's 14. I don't think. I don't know this one, man. Uncle Buck. Everybody's favorite Christmas movie. All right, ready? Going in number 15. 15. It says James Cameron written all over it. Does it? Are these all live action? 
other than Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam was live action. 16. It also wasn't live action. I can show Tell me, princess, when did you last let your heart sigh? Who the hell is singing? Gary Coleman? <laughs> Tell me, princess, <laughs> I can show you the world. <laughs> Shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> All right. 17. doing your impression of somebody like i feel like have you ever seen a movie before sometimes do you not know that one i don't oh okay well i thought you were doing your impression of somebody in the movie (laughs) 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 good thing i didn't do my impression because it would have gave it away do your impression nope i did one for you i'll do it at the end oh damn it can we put money on this one this game (laughs) because i feel like i might be cleaning house I can show you the one. All right, next one. Number 18. Guys both on 18? Yep. Okay. Oh. You got the same movie twice. I've gotten the same movie 18 times. <laughs> Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good movie. I I like that movie. 19. Oh. 20. And the beast. Okay. Now, this one I am going to require which sequel. Because this is a very specific sequel. Because I was only in one of the sequels. That's the one where, uh, not the one with Petrie. Yeah, it was okay. the one with Petrie. Right. Kathy Bates. It's Street Fighter. Double Dragon. Good movie. With the actor who was in our last movie review, Drive, Mark Dacascos. Cool. 22, getting towards the end there. I can almost feel it. I don't know that one, so this... My answer for this, Lonnie, is for you. Yeah. Remember number 22. 22. We'll put a little star next to it. Ready for 23? Oh, yeah. Justin? Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. I already know what that one is. <laughs> All right. Ready for 24? Uh, I already have 24 down. That one's not 24. Damn it. <laughs> the next two are going to be... As a walk through the valley. <laughs> just, oh. just take the cotton out of your mouth. Thank you. 
Are you going to read these off? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, we're just going to... No, let's just... And then move on to the next yeah, topic. Next game. Yeah. All right. And then the 25th and final one. Are you boys ready? Yes. Is it... Hold on. Let me... What do you think it is before he plays it? Don't play it. It's, it's not that... It's not the one that you thought it was. It's going to be... Hey, this one. Hey. Hey, one. Hey. Unemployed. <laughs> 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 Everybody wants to have oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I well, he hasn't done many horror themed ones. Say either probably a Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. What do you? Think? I'm gonna say Halloween. Halloween. He's more of a Halloween dude. Let's see. Freddy's his favorite. I know, but he's more of a Halloween dude. Told you. Wherever you are, you open a door and. My heart will go on. Oh, shit. I've got nothing for that one. All right. So I'm going to assume Jeremy won. Um, (laughs) But we'll see by how much. And I want to hear what some of Justin's. I think he should go first. Because I I did scratch out just beforehand. I scratched out three of them. Okay. Do you want to collect these? Well, no. I'm going to have you read them. We, that's why you're going first, because I'm not going to change mine. I won't change mine. Yes, you will. Mine can't change. Well, shit the fuck. Well, so what you're saying. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a fallacious argument. And, <laughs> you know, I, I need you to spot that. I am not flaccid. Oh. All right. Oh. Hey. So. Hold you, on. Hold on. I'm still writing 25 down. Okay. Everybody wants to hey. Everybody wants to hey, hey, hey. Everybody wants to hey. Hey, my headphones are gone. Hey. Oh, they're there. Back. You can cut this, Mike. Oh. Do it. He has so much to live for. You How can. are you thinking that hard? I don't even remember what the song sounded like. All right. Oh, are we going to go like one, one, two, two? Or? I'm just going to go one. What are your answers? Okay, gotcha. All right. And then let's I do it. say what, what it is. Yeah. All right, guys. So that was fun. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to. Have them read their answers, and then they are going. I'm gonna assign points once I hear how ridiculous some of their answers are, because I feel like some of them they're not even close. Oh, what? Yeah. Like number one is way off. All right, so number one, I started with probably one of the hardest ones on the list. So, Justin, we're always gonna start with you, buddy. What'd you get for number one? Cocktail. Cocktail. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, I, how about you? I did. Who killed Harry Crumb? You guys are both incorrect. That was Transpotting. No. Oh. That was a good movie. Love that movie. Great movie. Wouldn't was, have got it. Wouldn't have got a million years. It's very slow. It's good. Like it's a good movie. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Okay, number two. Willy Wonka. Okay, how about you, Jeremy? The Goonies. That is correct. It is The Goonies. All right, half point. You really put Willy, uh, Willy Wonka? <laughs> yeah. You're so god. Dude, I've told you I haven't so seen Willy Wonka. <laughs> okay, number three, Justin. We're on, we're on two questions, and you're like, you're so bad. <laughs> you are. Willy Wonka? Get out of here. Number three? Yep. The sandwich, like a club sandwich, like a breakfast club sandwich. Hey, Attaboy. The breakfast club. Breakfast idea. club. See, he All changes right. the answers. He's writing it down right now. Look at him. Look at I'm him. Look at him. Starring him. Okay, four we don't even have to do. Okay, yeah. I'm hoping so. You right. also. Space right. sandwich. How about number five? Justin, what do you got? Uh, hold on. Let me change my answers with him, too. Uh, Titanic. 
Really? Yeah. That's really what you got. Let, really <laughs> let me see, just to make sure you're not fucking with it. This is Titanic. Let me see. Oh, I won't change my answer. I know I'm right. Okay. How about you? Jurassic Park. <laughs> it is, in fact, Jurassic Park. That was my second. I'm close. <laughs> you are. You, they were both movies. <laughs> How about number six, Justin? What'd you get? Star Wars. Okay. How about you? Indiana Jones. That is Indiana Jones. Yes. <laughs> Do you have dyslexia? <laughs> but because I was thinking about this, the last one while I'm filling or listening to the next one. And it's like, okay. How about number seven? Toys. Toys. Okay. How about you? Number seven. It's Terminator. It is, no, it is Terminator. Oh, really? Well, toys is pretty much. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a human. It was a, something make, of a toy. They did make action figures for Terminator. Okay. Number eight was another tough one. Justin, did you get that one? I am 99.9%. I've got it. What, what did you get? Nope. What did you get? I'm, I'm reading it. No, I'm not. I'm not falling <laughs> for that. I am the most honest person here. Nope. Oh, what land before mean? time. Land before time is incorrect. Uh, liar, liar. That is correct. Huh. That a boy. See, you're getting all the Jim Carrey ones. And he's gonna he's all gonna the one. Again. There's been one Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, he another got one. all the Jim Carrey one. Uh, all right, number nine. Dude, I couldn't think of the name. I put I put Bruce Willis driller movie. I can't think of the name of it. Armageddon. Armageddon. Thank you. Thank you. I'm counting it because I had the right movie. Yeah, I. I I'll I give, give it to that. you. Yeah. I'll give it to you. If you would have said Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> when Bruce Willis drills Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Uh, okay. Uh, n- number 10. Justin. I feel like this is in a few movies, but I had Turner and Hooch. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> are you doing this on purpose? For are you humor? really this bad? This is in a f- I laughed at this because I said this as a joke before. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. But it's also in Turner and Hooch when he's like shaking his head. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. It is not. Yeah, it's you. What movies are you watching? These movies. Holy are you just inputting songs? Like, hey, remember when this was See, I watched. The, they change the songs when you watch like the foreign version. So it's like. God dang. Yeah. That's so crazy. Okay. This, this is humor. How about number 11? What did you get for 11? Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> That was a movie. You can't fault him on that. I, yeah, they yeah. did make it into a movie. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, it was on it. It's the same premise. It really was. How about for number 12? Uh, At this point, I just want to see how many Jeremy missed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the Jim Carrey first, movie. First, Batman. I got Batman. I just Bat, Batman. Bat, okay. That Batman forever. Okay, good. Da, 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 da. If you miss this next Man. one, Justin, I'm going to pee on you. I'm wearing the movie shirt. Fourth Encounter. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yup. All right. Next one. Fifteen. D hard. Oh, we're on fourteen. D hard for fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. D hard. Did you get that? Is that what you got? Fourteen. I put gremlins. No. This fucking guy. This I don't get. Fucking (laughs) damn. No. He even gave you a hint. I'm telling you. He said it was the greatest Christmas movie. Already had it down by then, but you on here, but okay. Wow. Okay. Number fifteen. Loser has to take it. You've been losing. I don't think I got 15 right at all. I just put Avatar. Okay. I put Fern Goalie, which is Avatar. <laughs> pretty much. They, they both incorrect. It was Braveheart. That's the same thing. Actually incorrect. No. It was, in fact, a completely different movie called Braveheart. Oh. Um, how about 16? Al, Al Aiden. Al Aiden. Al Aiden. This next one, apparently, Justin did not get. <laughs> it's 17. I put Home Alone. 
get really <laughs> do you really <laughs> put home alone i did back to the future that's right i am i think because around then i was still trying to figure out the name for number nine you were going like this and i thought you were doing doc that's why I was <laughs> right? just like, and so i was gonna start doing marty i was gonna be like <laughs> so to do marty <laughs> i get a half a point for my impression I, okay, i'll allow that <laughs> all right 18 i got backdoor bros but i mean you're close i took a swing with this one mrs doubtfire incorrect it was richie rich ah. i just watched that movie not too long ago 19 justin what do you got the never-ending story incorrect et et it is and I just watched that last night. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, I did. My daughter really likes it. That's her movie right now. So. <laughs> that's, oh, going down the rails. And that was actually one of my favorite movies growing up. That was my favorite movie. Apparently, he not, just doesn't listen to the, any of the deaf. words or anything that comes out of it. I, I just know. like the picture. My, my oldest it's daughter. It's got an alien, I think, in it. My old, I was getting something out of the fridge today. And Zora, my, my five-year-old, you know, she said something. She's like, because you're a penis breath. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you say? She's not wrong. Yeah. And then <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, where did you get that from? She's like, E.T. I'm like, oh, don't say that. Don't she, say that. She pays more attention to E.T. Yeah. than you do. I guess. Uh, next what's time, that from? <laughs> I'm calling my lifeline when I, next time. All right. How about number 20? Number two, Rocky. Incorrect. Rocky four. Incorrect. Is it right. three? Rocky three. I, I was actually going to put three, but then I... Didn't commit with the. I uh, I, I couldn't think, and I'm like, I think yeah, it's the one with the Russian. No, it's number three with uh, Mr. T. Oh well. All, All right. right, twenty-one. Please tell me you guys got that one. Mortal Wombat. <laughs> Mortal Wombat. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Oh. Now you must die. Why am I circling these? Man, I got so many of these right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Why? Oh, Twenty-two. Notebook. What's your answer over there? <laughs> I said Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. I mean, you're not too far off. How I put, about you? I put the notebook. The notebook. It is platoon. <laughs> it's pretty much the, our movies combined here. Potato, potato. Yeah. Twenty-three. Dude, this one, this struggle. I, I, I struggled on this one. Yeah, it reeked of Tim Burton. I put, I put Edward Scissorhands, but I know it's not it. Okay. It's actually surprising what this one is. I said critters. It is not crit. It's Men in Black. Really? Yeah. That's not the theme song, though. So. I'm just going to go ahead and hopefully put that Jeremy got this one right. Justin, what do you got? The Beast of the Beast. What? Best of the Best. Isn't it? That's the name of the movie? Yeah. Is that is that what you put for this movie? Yeah, that's that's the name of the movie. Oh, okay. oh, no, fuck, fuck. It's, it's what's his name? It's what do you have written down? Robert, I have what? Best of the Best, but it's the, the <laughs> Eric Roberts. Uh, no, yeah, that's Best of the Best. Yeah. Yeah, th yeah, that's your answer? And yeah. You are fucking oh, shit. stupid. You're the worst of the worst. <laughs> Karate Kid. Yeah, same thing. It's in the movie. <laughs> you said Eric Roberts. Like, you're not getting that one back. The best of the... Hold on. What do you hear when you watch movies? What is really it? What is the song? Mr. Mugachi. <laughs> <laughs> it's the in the end tournament in Karate Kid when they do the little music montage. I'm pretty sure best of the. That, is, that song is not in best no of the way. best. Are you sure? I 100% promised you. Good lord. I'm pretty sure it's in there. <laughs> Gotta be. I. I Anyways, I, and 25. Uh, what did you get for 25? Me? Yeah. I uh, for 25 I put fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it is incorrect. I put homeward bound. It is RoboCop. <laughs> I I was thinking RoboCop. 
All right, Justin. Those are, those are also both similar movies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Justin, I only got, lost nine of them. You got nine correct. Jeremy got seventeen. Wow. Fucking best of the best with Eric Roberts. I, I still, the ET one gets me. I just watched it last night. <laughs> yeah, I did with apparently earplugs in. So my topic is about ET. What was this movie? I don't know. I'm proud of the liar liar one. That one, yeah, that was a good one. That one is real. I could hear it. And the only thing I just remember is the dialogue after it from his son. Huh? Was that your? Was that <laughs> so close? Be, You're the best. Yeah, what? same movie. It's not even same, like the same, same tempo. It's not even a man singing. <gasps> That's because you're way over there. Oh, okay. And you can't, the acoustics wow. in the studio, it's so off. Ooh. The ones I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, the Liar Liar was a tough one. I also did a bonus. I got Dangerous Minds on here. Dangerous Minds? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I was, that was a bonus for, but that was on there. <laughs> You've been spending most our lives living in the gangsters. Who is that, yeah. Kid Rock? You sound like... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both got Space Jam. That was a good one. <laughs> Did we? Most everything that had the title and the lyrics, we got that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad I can help you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, Batman Forever, that one stumped me. Did it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was one of the Batmans I really didn't get into. I just remember uh, the music video. That was that. the best one. That had Busta Rhymes in it. And Jim Carrey. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, know. it didn't have Buster Rhymes I, in it, but it had like this music video, like the "Put Your Hands on My Eyes Can See." I don't know what about a five foot seven chubby Jew makes you think that I would know a Buster Rhymes video. I kind of come on. I kind of want. He has some awesome next, videos. Next time we do this specific game, I think I want to take the reins and flip mode. Out some stuff. Yeah, the big head mode. That was pretty. That was cool. fun. I, I like that. But no more games for at least an episode. <laughs> <laughs> No more games. Next episode, this Lon, non-game. I'm texting Jeremy. Jeremy Lonnie's doing a game again. <laughs> well, that's good. So are we on to our main topic? Main event of the evening. So uh, we all, for the most part, I would have hope, remember what transpired on the date of September 11th, 2001, almost 20 years ago. We're a few days away from it. So I figured we would talk about that day. But before we get into discussion, I have a timeline here to give a little refresher course to people of what transpired that morning on September 11, 2001, which started out like any normal day would. So it all started at 5.45 a.m. Hijackers passed through security in Portland, Maine and board a flight to Boston. 7.59 a.m. Flight 11 takes off from Boston for Los Angeles. 11 crew members, 76 passengers, and five hijackers on board. 8.15 a.m., Flight 175 takes off from Boston for Los Angeles. Nine crew members, 51 passengers, and five hijackers on board. 8.19 a.m., Flight 11, crew members alert ground personnel that a hijacking is underway. Shortly before, one hijacker stabbed passenger Daniel Lewin, who was seated in front of him. 8.20 a.m., American Airlines Flight 77 en route to Los Angeles takes off from Washington, D.C., Six crew members, 53 passengers, and five hijackers on board. 8.24 a.m., attempting to communicate with passengers, a hijacker contacts air traffic control, unwittingly alerting controllers to the attacks. 8.37 a.m., Boston air traffic control alerts the military. Air National Guard jets in Massachusetts are mobilized to follow Flight 11. 
8.42 a.m. San Francisco-bound United Airlines Flight 93 takes off at Newark following a delay. Seven crew members, 33 passengers, and four hijackers on board. 8.46 a.m. Flight 11 crashes into floors 93 through 99 of the North Tower of the World Trade Center. 8.50 a.m. President George W. Bush is alerted. 8.55 a.m. The South Tower at World Trade Center is declared secure. 8.59 a.m. Port Authority police order the evacuation of both towers. A minute later, the order is expanded to the entire World Trade Center complex. 9 a.m. A flight attendant aboard Flight 175 alerts air traffic control that a hijacking is underway. 9.03 a.m. Flight 175 crashes into floor 77 through 85 of the South Tower. 9.05 a.m. President Bush learns that the second plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Also, Flight 77... Passenger Barbara Olson calls her husband, U.S. Uh, Solicitor General Theodore Olson, who alerts other federal officials of the hijacking. 9.37 a.m., American Airlines Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. The crash and fire killed 59 on the plane and 125 on the ground. 9.42 a.m., the FAA grounds all flights. 9.45 a.m., the White House and U.S. Capitol are evacuated. 9.59 a.m. The South Tower collapses in 10 seconds after burning for 56 minutes. More than 800 people in and around the building are killed. 10.03 a.m. United Airlines Flight 93 crashes near Shanksville, Pennsylvania after passengers and crew storm the cockpit. 40 passengers and crew on board perish. 10.15 a.m. The Pentagon's outer ring collapses. 10.28 a.m. The North Tower collapses after burning for 102 minutes. More than 1,600 in or around the building are killed. 11.02 a.m. New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani orders the evacuation of Lower Manhattan. And finally, at 5.20 p.m., after burning for hours, seven World Trade Center collapses. There are no casualties from that one. So that's what happened that crazy day. I don't even know the words to describe it, but I guess I kind of want to start off with like, how old were we when that happened? Where were we when it happened? What do you remember from that day? Lonnie, we can start with you. I, uh, let me see, 2001, I would have been a sophomore in high school, which I think we we're all pretty much around that same age. You would have been a junior. I would have been a sophomore. I was a senior. You were a senior. Okay. Yes. Then I, I was, I think the, it was a freshman. You graduated in 02. Mm -hmm. So I would have been a junior then. Yes. Okay, so you you would have been a sophomore. Uh, I probably was a freshman again. Freshman again. Yeah. Okay. So I remember that day very thoroughly because I stayed home from school sick that day. I woke up super ill, just puking my guts up from the night before. My mom was always that super strict parent about, yeah, you know, make sure if you're sick, you're sick. And I... I woke up that morning super early and I was like, I, I really am sick. This isn't a fake thing. I'm sick. She's like, okay, go back to bed. She's like, I'll wake you up before I go to work. I woke up naturally without her waking me up and I wandered into the living room and she's sitting in the chair just with like kind of tears streaming down her cheeks, but just in that like my eyes have been open for so long in shock. And I, I remember sitting down next to her in the couch watching as the first tower fell just being like what what happened and she kind of explained a little bit and just thinking like well i'm too young for this to be happening my brain can't comprehend this because at that time i was like 
thinking you're an anarchist and thinking you want the world to explode and everything to change. But when it does, you're like, oh, I might talk a big game, but you're, I'm... You're called out on your bluff. Yeah, I'm not ready for this to actually happen. And uh, from being in bands and traveling quite a bit, I instantly jumped on the phone, jumped on the internet, was checking with my friends who lived on that side of the country, being like, are you guys safe? Are you away from it? How are things there? And I could get a hold of most everybody, but a lot of the communications there were instantly down or instantly plugged up. And so a lot of them I didn't hear. So I was kind of sick worrying about them. And then from being in a small town and being in kind of a redneck community, that instant, like there's patriotism and then there is blind patriotism, which is, I think is what a lot of the country went into is that blind ignorance patriotism. And having to deal with that town of 100 people where 50 of them were that, let's grab a gun and go over there and find anyone who doesn't look like us blind patriotism, like having to deal with that for the next couple of days and not knowing, is is that what the world's going to be like now? Is that what our country's going to be like now? And adding on with the additional, like, and you and, and Justin had it as well, probably worse than I did, but Omaha, Nebraska... And specifically Bellevue, Nebraska, when shit goes down, is this area is the number one bring the president here. Because like, the, the Air Force. Air Force yeah, it's hide, Air Force, yeah. hide the president here because we're in the middle of the US. nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and we're far to get away from. So my mind panics and that like, oh, we're the next place to get hit. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. me, I'm 20 minutes away, but you guys are in the heart of it. So it was literally like 15 minutes from my house. Right. So in in my mind, like, well, if they can drop a bomb that blows up a huge city like New York, why couldn't they easily miss and hit my small town or hit our surroundings? And that's where my mind was going. And yeah, it was I, I remember. So it was my senior year. Like I said, I was in band. I was on the drum line. And I would always get there. I think it was like six, six thirty. We had to get there every morning because that's we'd practice for like two hours for our band competitions. And so we were outside when the first two planes hit. And when we were coming back in, I just remember it was the uh, the teacher aide that was in the the band room. She was just sitting there in one of the chairs, looking up at the TVs that were on in there, and she was just crying. And I looked up on the TV and all I saw was the, the New York skyline and just smoke. And it was just, I just remember it looking yellow. And my first initial thought was there was a gas leak in, in Manhattan and something like a building exploded or whatever. Right. Uh, but then she was saying stuff about planes and whatnot crashing into buildings. And I just remember a bunch of kids were like speculating, like it was the Japanese or something coming after us, like I mean, because of Hiroshima or whatever it was. And I guess I was naive, or I don't know if that's what I'm looking for, as to not really comprehending and understanding what was going on, even after hearing more information about it. Like, I just, I don't know that I was just thinking like terrorist attack and whatnot. But the one thing I remember too was my second hour class after band, I was an office aide. So literally all I did was sit in the office for that period and I would deliver notes to classes. And usually on a normal day, I'd have like maybe two, possibly three notes that I'd deliver to classes. That day I came in there and there was like a stack of notes to deliver to kids because their parents were on business trips. And I remember going into classrooms and like girls and, and some guys were just like crying because they thought that it was their parents playing or whatever. 
Right. And and it was nice. All the notes that I gave were to say, hey, your parents are safe. They were not in the air at the time or their plane was not the target. But it was such an eerie day after that because I had early release and so did my buddy. And I don't know if my car was in the shop at the time, but I remember my dad picked us up from school and he had a pickup truck. And this is back when you could actually sit in the back of the bed of a truck. And so we sat back there driving home and it was just the craziest thing because there was no traffic in the air. There was no traffic on the streets. And it was just that drive home was almost like a zombie movie. Like you just felt like you were in a ghost town. And even when we got back to my house, my buddy and I went out in my backyard on the trampoline and we're just like, kind of like letting it finally sink in. And then we saw some like fighter pilot planes just like flying off in the distance. We're like, this isn't good. Like, But they were escorting Air Force One. Air Force One flew right over my house. I felt like it was about 20 feet above my house. And, but it was, I don't know, that, that evening too, because it was like every channel on TV, and I had cable back then at the time, like 70-some channels, every single channel was on the World Trade Center or they were off air. Such an eerie thing. But Justin, what do you remember? Like I said, it was probably like my, my second, or I guess starting into my second semester of freshman year. I don't know if I made it, said that. I fucked up my, my first freshman year. I was 16 at that time, and I was in first period. And I remember just finishing the class, and we would you know, change, shower or whatever, and wait to, till the bell rings to go to the next period. And the coach or the gym teacher, I mean, he had his TV on and a lot of the other students were crowding by the door. And I remember kind of measling my way over there and checking on what's going on. And like some of the people were distraught and some of the people said that they had family who was over there. I don't know if their family was affected as in like token or what have you. It was a bit surreal because at that time we didn't have access, like constant access to the internet. Our source of That's news right. yeah. was the news and like, we have the ease or dis-ease of just checking in and, and seeing what's going on, checking a live feed, getting different sources. It's like the sources back then relatively said all the same thing. It played the same towers being smashed into the fall, the collapsing of the buildings. Although I don't remember seeing the collapse of the building until like the day or two prior. I remember catching, what, maybe five minutes of a few replays the news anchors, you know, it was it was muted, so we couldn't really see anything. We were just reading the text along the bottom or so. And I remember going to my next period, and people were kind of making more of a... Bigger deal? Yeah. Acknowledging a little bit more. Like, it was more sinking in. I don't have family. I don't have, like, friends up there. Like I said, I was 16. I was also quite naive. The ability to just, like, check in and look into the news. Like, I didn't have access to, like, the internet. I mean, the internet that I had access to, I had to go to the library, the school library... I guess some of the rich kid friends, they were the ones who kind of had it. It's like I didn't even have a cell phone until five years later after I joined the military. Well, sorry, about three years later. But it was crazy. The times back then, the taking that all in as like a teen, I don't know. Like a lot of people try to commend me for, you know, you stepping up around that time and join the military. It's like yes and no. Like I, <laughs> I didn't want to be on the front lines of anything you know, with all that because – First, I don't, I don't know the enemy, and I wasn't. I'm not the type of person who just automatically gonna subject somebody as my enemy. Like you're my enemy now, and all that. You know, lots of times in in certain times of war, I mean, you can make friends with the people who are on the other side of the line. But it was 
just watching the people jumping out of the windows, the constant replay that's, playing back. That's crazy you bring that up because right. that's my next topic about the people jumping out. Like what it must have been like for them that that was the better option. Well, it, and you got to think that 10 story fall, there's a 3% chance is better than a 0% chance. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, you're going to go burning or the instant pancake. But I mean, it's, it, I'm sure it is the better option, but it's still, I mean, it's know, gutsy. That's, yeah. That's a long way to realize. I mean, you're falling for a good, 10 15 seconds it's more instinct and, i don't think i don't think you think about shit like that it's like yeah being in places where i don't know if you how have you ever been in a fire and like yeah. the, whatever you want to do just to get out of there it's it, it's fight or flight like yeah. you want to just go like you you can't feel yourself breathing so it's like just get out somewhere even though that the fear of heights are falling or it's nothing like feeling your body already burning even though it's not that close to the flame just yet but well, I mean, there, there's some where it's just like they didn't jump. They were kind of like dangling there. Oh, yeah. And then they and just hang and drop. lost grip or they did just let go. But And the people that were down low, like uh, there's plenty of videos I've watched on this, just 9-11 in general, not just people jumping, but the people down below that are watching the people. And I mean, I've heard sound, the sound effects of them like hitting the ground and yeah. w- what it must have been like to be down in lower Manhattan that day. There's a documentary that I have at home. It was a National Geographic one about it. Pretty good one uh, that explains things in detail. And when it gets to the part about jumpers and they're interviewing some of the firefighters that were were able to survive it, they can't even finish talking because they just start choking up about it. And I don't know. There's that one famous picture of the, I don't know if it's the the running man or whatever, where it's one of the jumpers and he's upside down and he just hands are at his side and just... It's weird to say this, but he looks like he's just at peace. I mean, like he's accepting, yeah, or just anticipating the impact. Well, and something. What, what a lot of people don't understand about a lot of the the New York City and a lot of the the boroughs departments and a lot of the Staten Island fire departments and whatnot is thirty five percent, and that might be a, an egregious number, are paid. Like the other sixty five percent of those people are all volunteer. Yeah. Like they do it because they love it. They do it because they want to serve their community. They don't make a fucking dime from it. They they work at their full-time jobs and then they go and, and I can't say be heroes because they don't acknowledge them, themselves as heroes. They just, they go and be superheroes well, to and, make up for stuff like that. And so many of them lost their lives trying to save their lives. And they knew they were. Their yeah. Lives. yeah. They, they, I don't, they went we, in the buildings knowing they weren't coming out. Yeah. They're like, if they can save two people, it's worth more than their one life. I don't know if you remember that picture, too, of in the, the stairwell of one of the towers. Oh, yeah. The people going down, the firemen's go, coming up, and the one fireman's kind of looking at the camera, and it's like, you can just see in his face that he's not. This it is, is a one it. who put, this yeah. the end of the line for me. Yeah. And. I mean, that's a way to go out, though, if you're going to be right. saving others or at least attempting to. But I don't know. Let's talk about, like, how have things changed because of 9-11? I think the immediate response is, like, the locals that we do have that are Middle Eastern, it really sucked for them because they yeah. were targeted. They were, it's like. They still are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like you you look any sort of Middle Eastern, Syrian, you know, Iranian, like even no, no matter how long they've been here, even if they were raised as babies or so here, it's like they're not the enemy. Yeah. But no. there was a, like a lot of Americans 
who are actually going online, checking out like the ISIS websites and trying to get themselves jumped into ISIS because of whatever. But yeah. Well, I look at like the airports alone oh, yeah. before 9-11 and it's just weird to think about it. Yeah, it's like smoke and you planes. Could, you could and... smoke in planes. Anybody could go to the, the gates with people. Cause I mean, that was what we did when we were younger and like a family member was going on vacation. We'd all sit with them and the kind of wave from area. the plane. And then yeah. you, once they board, you're waving as the plane backs off and stuff. You can't do that. I don't remember security even being a thing. Like, did Dude. you even have to put your bags through anything? June 2001, me and my buddy, his girlfriend broke up with him. And he was kind of going through a mental breakdown, and we we jumped on a plane with our guitars, with a with a backpack and a couple acoustic guitars. We went to North Carolina for the day and flew back because yeah. tickets were like a hundred bucks. And we flew back that same day with nothing in our bags and a couple acoustic guitars. Did they even check your bags? Nope. See, nope. that's the thing I don't remember. Like yeah. I can't even like, remember. We had what carry-ons. It was like. They put them on the thing that went through. Yeah. Uh, we went and sat in the airport for like three hours. And then jumped back on the plane and flew back. Like that's the the kind of way it used to be. And to think that was a couple months prior to. Well, didn't they allow like you could have like pocket knives and stuff like that too oh, yeah. on the plane? It was like within four inches or something like that. I mean, because correct me if I'm wrong, but was it not is box, box cutters that yeah. the uh, hijackers were? And like you know, it's easy for me to sit here when I had was not in the situation. But it's like in my mind, I'm just like. How did you not, uh, if somebody held a box cutter to me, yeah, I know I'm going to probably get cut, but it's like, am I going to fear for my life? No. I mean, that's one of the questions. Like, what would you do if you were on a plane that was hijacked like that? I mean, again, not knowing what it was like, because nobody knows what it was really like mm. on that plane. We I think a that. lot of people who even try to answer that, what would you do? This is what I would do. It's like, you don't know until it actually happens. Right. I can, feel like I would have been on that, that plane that, that took over and, and crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Even if you were five hijackers, technically three, because two of them stormed the cockpit and killed the pilots. So there's three of them left out there. They're not armed with guns or anything like that. I don't know. I've heard things about like possibly they had tear gas or something, which I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I just feel like if something like that's happening, you know, if you're going to die anyways, fucking at least try to go out in a blaze of glory. I, I mean, I look at the pictures of the hijackers and I'm like, they look as scrawny as me. I feel like there would have been plenty of people on that plane that could have just like snapped them like toothpicks, get them in a chokehold or you, something. I think you are kind of confusing. Well, not confusing, but like people who look like that are from a different, well, there are people who kind of have matching body types or stature here, but the people who look like that here, they don't live the same life. They, they live yeah. a hard life. Right. They're not afraid to die. And people who have that or who lack that fear, in their eyes, it's like they're a totally different breed. When you face up against that, like you put somebody who matches them weight, class-wise, all that, they're done for. I mean, like these people don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. And again, I I just I can't stress enough. I'm not saying that the people in the planes that were hijacked like didn't do the right thing, and I don't know the situation. And I'm sure no, we it, unfortunately it, never yeah, will. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all you have is that black box recording of which I was going to send you the audio clips from some of those things because they're on YouTube of like when the terrorist thought he was talking to everybody in the plane, but he accidentally clicked over to air traffic control and he's like, just calm down. Everything going to be all right or whatever. And it's just I, I don't know. The whole thing is just and the thing. I think it started back in 1993, the planning from bin Laden. Yeah. To do these attacks. And 
Which we uh, supplied them with the weapons and all that. Yeah, so. which that's kind of like, I'm kind of jumping over the, all over the place here with things, but might as well. But, you know, there's some conspiracies that go along with this. One of which is that the Bush administration knew they knew and the United States Armed Forces also had enough information to know that these attacks were going to happen and they didn't do anything about it. I was just going to ask you guys, like, if that were the case, what is the benefit from them letting this happen? I don't know if it's necessary of them letting it happen. If they just did, not giving information. Yeah, I think to, I think if they knew about it and they didn't give the information, it was to try to keep a peaceful they seen it as such a minimal threat. They thought they could either stop it or it was such a minimal loss that they they could contain it. I don't know if I, I mean, I mean, the World Trade Center, everything kind of went through there. Well, I don't think they intended it to get that yeah. far. It's like, yeah, they probably did like sit on their hands for certain things. I mean, like you can't necessarily, well, I guess with the I plane, mean, you can control the timing to I mean, an extent. If thinking it from a completely douchebag statistical standpoint and a country of 4 billion people or whatnot, losing 50 people, like statistically, is that a bad thing? Like yeah. it, if you're thinking about it from a douchebag statistical standpoint. When you're in that position, like, 50, yeah, is, you do have to make that hard decision. Right. But yeah, it was a lot more than so, 50. So, it, yeah, it became a lot more than 50. Yeah. Playing like the devil's advocate here. So say they had all this information, how does the United States prepare or try to ward off an attack like this? Like what, what could they have done to try to do it? Because at the time, thinking back, we could have harsher security things at airports. But back then, people would have been like, what the fuck? Why do we have to do all this? Like, I don't think that the United right. States people would have wanted to cooperate. Well, they don't and, because it's, it's an infringement of certain freedoms that right. was more of a um Which i'm sick of people yeah. using that I mean, it's more of a it's not a right to fly i mean it's, it's more a choice of, yeah it's a what's the word i'm looking for it's a privilege privilege it's more yeah. of a privilege it's like to operate a vehicle you need a license yeah to get on a subway you need like a ticket or some sort of fare like you're still paying for it but you should abide by whatever they set for you to ride a store clerk can refuse your service. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So an airline can also refuse your service, no matter if you've already paid or have, or trying to. Right. But again, I, I go back to the question, what, what are things that they could have done to try to prevent this? I think they could have handled it better internally. Like, I think they could have done more on the inside from like an FBI or CIA level, tracked more of the ticket sales on who is buying these tickets, where are they coming from, who is using these tickets. Because even back in that day, the flight records, they did happen. And there were still lots of, you know, you knew who was getting on flights. You knew who was buying the tickets. You knew who was selling the tickets. So you could track them and just have more marshals on planes. Even if there's five guys with box cutters, I think two federal marshals on a plane. And that's not an obscene request. But how many planes are there? How many flights take off per day to, if you're putting two U.S. Marshals on every plane, that's a lot of work. Mm. And I also think too, back to your thing about seeing, tracking where the tickets are coming from. If I'm remembering this correctly, all the hijackers were U.S. citizens. I thought they had been over here for for a while. Because I mean, they were taking classes, like they went to universities to learn how to fly planes and stuff. They they were blending in with society. So So was that? 
it, it wasn't like they were buying tickets over in <laughs> Afghanistan or wherever. And, but I don't know. I feel Buy like Iraqi kayak, <laughs> whether the whole thing with the Bush administration, knowing things is true or not. I look wasn't at this it, one where he, they came in and told him and he was just reading kids stories and yes. Yeah. Well, he was, he was reading kids stories, but his st- George W's story changed because he was in the classroom reading to kids or watching kids being read to when both planes hit and he was told after the first one and then after the second one hit there's that video of him where it's just like the guy whispers in his ear and then he sits back and you can tell that his body's there but his mind is elsewhere but later on george w bush in an interview says that he was told the first plane hit and then he's like i remember standing out in the hallway watching as a second plane hit it's like you didn't see the second plane hit you were in the classroom reading the kids when the second plane hit so that's is that what you were going yeah going yeah with it's like he could have i mean when he was told the first time there could have been like some sort of measure to be taken i mean i feel like most mm-hmm. stuff has to come down through him but i mean there are other organizations that could probably step in if shit got serious it's like there's a lot of organizations i mean we know like fbi cia but are there others there's others there's oh, a I'm lot sure. more yeah but I, yeah I, uh i got a number twenty seven thousand flights per day Twenty seven thousand. So that's 50, over 50,000. 54,000. That's just commercial flights, major and regional airlines. Uh, man, I think a solution could have been and could still be a thing, although I don't really think hijackings are much of a problem these days. Cryo sleep. But yeah. yeah. No. Make everyone. Training not only the pilots, but the flight attendants training them on using handguns and stuff like yeah. that so they have access to guns or whatnot i i mean i don't know sometimes that's about because people we go to another topic of like you know teachers should have guns and stuff like that it's just like yeah that, there's some that could, shitty kids out well, yeah there. that that could be a good thing but that also means that it's making it easier for kids to break into your desk where the gun's at or if you're carrying it on you they could take it from you mm-hmm. so i don't know I, then, I don't know that there's an answer to this like i right. i almost hate saying it but i'm like i'm thinking this playing out the way it did might have had to have happened it, it's also hard to say that too it's like very hard people to say can that. say can people can prepare i mean like it's always best to prepare for the worst right plan ahead usually if you don't plan you plan to fail but are you ready for the best conspiracy theory of all for 11 not yet not yet you yeah know. but i mean like once people plan or figure out ways like even if they're armed other people are going to figure out what like 3d print weapons yeah. things oh, that can yeah, pass yeah. by certain shit it's like anything that's on that plane anything that's in any of those suitcases can be some sort of weapon a criminal is not going to you, just because you have better operations, higher class levels of of training, doesn't mean that the criminal is going to stop entirely. They're going to find different ways, right? And especially those who don't care if they die anyways, right? Well, which yeah. obviously was the case in this situation. And that doesn't mean not taking into account bioweapons that can't be yeah. tracked. And that's a whole different thing once you start getting into bio or chemical weapons. And like, I always thought that was interesting. Like some of these, I mean, these people are a little bit more, but like the people in like the you know, their, I forget the name of their robes and stuff. It's like, you guys know how to make all these intricate, like technological bombs and stuff, but you still wipe your ass with your hand. How is <laughs> technically we do too. There's just something between our hand and our ass. They rub it on their stomach not, and not when like, you use dollar like store toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, Fingers one wipe just and press right through. Where did I had toilet paper <laughs> when I started? All right. What's your, what's your conspiracy? 
It was Kermit the Frog's fault. This should be stunning. Why? <laughs> it, it, it was. So, in A Very Muppet Christmas, 2002's TV film, It's a Very Muppet Christmas, when Kermit the Frog is in, in Manhattan, he is in Manhattan, and he wishes he was never born. And they do a flashback scene of what it would have been like if Kermit was never born, and they use old stock footage pre-9-11 when the towers were still there and they forgot to edit them out. So in the flashback scene of a 2002 movie, they used footage from pretty 9-11 with the tower still there. So in a world where Kermit the Frog didn't exist, the Twin Towers were still there. So it's Kermit's fault. Mm. So something in Kermit's life. Well, they did that with Spider-Man too, but then they did come back and edit it. Because wasn't there going to be like... There was a spider web between two ta- yeah. towers. Or something. I think that was in the trailer, but it wasn't in the movie. Yikes. We all know System of a Down. They're yeah. a toxicity album, Chop Suey. That came out after 9-11, but in the song Chop Suey, when it says, wake up, grab a brush and put a little makeup, in the background you hear somebody say, 9-11. It was actually, it was before 9-11 happened. And the people say the lyrics to that song kind of make sense to the events that transpired that day. So you have to go back and listen to that song. And um, I feel like you're hearing what you want to hear with that. No, because uh. my buddy at the time when that happened, he was pretty good with sound mixing and stuff like that. And he took it and I mean, he cut out everything except for that background thing. And I mean, it's clear as day. It says nine 11. Like there's no, he didn't say anything else. It was nine 11. Is it, you sure it's not the one that he wanted to, not that one. Yeah, it's that one. It's not. But no, not that you want it to. It's in the background. Huh. I'll play it for you when we're, we're, right. we're off air recording. But uh, So another one is uh, people think that this was controlled and that yeah. the buildings, when they collapse, they collapse just like a controlled implosion would yeah, be. Yeah, collapse down rather than. That's, that's one that I've kind of entertained. It's like I, it I does kind of, there is some sort of fact to it. It's like, yeah, the, the physicists and stuff that go through it. It's like there's a lot of them reach the same conclusion. Like, it makes sense. It really does. And there's even, like, uh, flashes before it it happens, which, I mean, I don't know how a a building, like, that's on fire. I mean, that could be electrical things exploding inside. I don't know. But, I mean, it it is because no other buildings are really damaged when that happened. It's like it fell straight down. The two Twin Towers and then... um, World Trade Center 7 or whatever it was, uh, they they all just fell perfectly. I don't understand the concept behind that one. So the thing I didn't understand is like the like the Pentagon, there was like the debris that was not there. gone. Right. Like it just happened, but where is it? There's, they, they didn't find any traces of a plane with that one. And there's really no footage of it either. Right. And that's the thing too. Like 2001, we were getting there with the tech stuff. It's not as tech savvy as we are nowadays, but... Why was all the surveillance footage, especially at the Pentagon, it's the Pentagon, and we have one camera, one security camera outside that's like the shittiest quality. That's all we have. We don't have, there. you you can't tell me that there's not like hundreds of cameras on that property to where we could have seen something else, like a plane approaching or anything, but I don't know. I'm not one that believes that 9-11 was any kind of real conspiracy. I think it was terrorist. They wanted to send a message and take lives, and they fucking did. It's Couldn't it's always a, an unfortunate event. But what if it was something more than just terrorists? What if they were 
what if it was the apocalypse, like the start of the apocalypse, and they were possessed? But it wasn't. What if it was? Why does he do this? Uh, well, <laughs> didn't well, and I, I, I wish I would have remembered this. I mean, I can look it up, but didn't Nostradamus, Nostradamus or whatever, yeah. didn't he predict this? No, something about like two birds from the sky or something like that, or is that one of those things? A lot of the manipulated. He's it? one of the guys I kind of want to go into eventually too. Like he has a lot of very vague like to predict to have an, an actual prediction it needs to be exact or at least close to exact his stuff was extremely vague that you can add that to anything yeah well i remember reading different versions of things like some are like two steel birds from the sky will crash into and it's like that's manipulated and made up but right. i don't know I, I mean and who knows because after 9-11 i mean I, is to you lonnie is that when you think the world really started to go to shit <laughs> well i wouldn't say necessarily oh, yeah. went to shit but i think really changed i think it's when it really started getting manipulated when sections and facts started really becoming more defined snopes has that nostradamus did not write the Quatrian that was widely attributed to him in the wake of 9-11 attacks. Uh, the particular quatrain was offered by Marshall as a fabricated example to illustrate how easily an important sounding prophecy could be crafted. That was through Snopes. Wow. I get in moods at times where I like to like, I'll watch things about 9-11 and there's one in particular, like it was a guy, it was a picture of a guy and his two little boys that were probably like seven, eight years old. They were at the Monday night football game the, the night before it happened because this happened on a Tuesday morning. And it, it's a picture out there of him and his sons at the game smiling. And he was a guy that was killed the following day at World Trade Center. And it's just like, I find myself staring at that picture for long periods of time, just like looking at that guy and just imagine like he had no idea that he had less than 24 hours to live. He had no idea that he's at that football game enjoying time with his sons and then the next day they're going to go to school he's going to go to work it's going to be a normal day but no i just it, i don't know how to describe it but it's just it's such a weird feeling that engulfs yeah. me when when i see stuff like that yeah or like when your your time's up when it's like it's your time to clock out how far fate will go to punch your clock yeah it's kind of crazy like most of us, there's only two days in our lives that we only have less than 24 hours. Like the day you're born, you don't have 24 hours. And the day that you die, you don't have 24 hours. But I think a lot of people take the life for granted. Like we think that we're kind of how, like we were talking about, like when we were teenagers, you know, we thought we were immortal. And But your time can be gone in just a blink of an eye. This building right here could blow up and we couldn't walk out, you know. Like Thanks for that. That's how it is, yeah. yeah. Well, good luck with your OCD. I was going to say, thanks for telling the kid <laughs> yeah. with OCD, OCD the building could blow up. Yeah. That's not going to fuck me up for the rest of the but night. But I mean, like, the, like, there's a stoic philosophy. It's like momentum warrior. It's like, remember that you will die. You meditate on this. Like, that way that you live your life to the fullest. I mean, this guy out with his kid at a baseball game, was it? Football, Monday night football, football. game. Yeah. And I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, man, like... It sucks looking at those pictures, not just 9-11, but like pictures right before the person dies. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, that sucks. It That's does. going to be us eventually, but yeah. I don't, know, hopefully it's, it's not tragic like well, that. But I hate thinking this way too, but sometimes it's like when I get like a picture taken or whatever like that, I sometimes it runs through my mind like, God, this could be a picture that is at my funeral. <laughs> like, yeah. If something tragically were to happen 
like this is you know the picture slideshow this could be one of the ones this could be the main one that people it's like welcome I hate to my world way, but, fuckers but like you know the only thing i can wish is that you know it was a fucking tragic thing obviously that goes without saying and too many people i think it was over three thousand people or near three thousand people died that day and you can only hope that everybody that died for the most part it went quick that yeah. there was no suffering but it's like you know that's not the case because people were trapped under all that right, rubble and right. i mean got to think yeah, i don't think people really think about that like it's sort of that building that collapsed in miami a month or so ago just imagine put yourself in that person's shoes like all this shit happens especially in the middle of the night when you're in a deep sleep or whatever and you get woken to the building collapsing out, and you're just in probably just in pitch black it's just probably silent and it's like all you can think about is a where the fuck am i b how the fuck am i going to get out of here and c uh, this is it this is how i'm going to die i'm just i'm and, sitting here and d where's my phone so i can record this <laughs> yeah right? yeah this day and age but do uh, i have insurance yeah that kind of what you said there kind of brings me to the last question that i had for this and i'm good is, at segues is yeah bless you if this were to happen this september 11th how different would it be having this thing happen 2021 as opposed to 2001 that's kind of crazy because i mean the year after 2004 or sorry 2002 Jesus. uh yeah I was adding a few years. 2002, like everybody was so anxious, you know, like expecting something to happen on 9-11. It's like, do you really think they're going to do something on the anniversary? Day, yeah. yeah, it's like that. They're looking for They, I think they understand that. But this day and age with the advancements in technology and not only that, but the social climate of how people are. Ooh. I would say people, I, people would feel sorry for the hijackers. Yeah. It's like yeah. his feelings are valid. He feels like. He needs to do this. <laughs> well, there, I one thing I think is you definitely have more angles of not only the first plane hitting, but the second plane's hitting because everybody has their cell phones. There would have probably in the rubbish found cell phones that were inside the plane. We probably would have seen the hijackers right. in action, right. which could probably help with training. A lot less people would have died because no one works nowadays. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, if it happened nowadays, it would, they would have just been flying a plane into empty buildings because everybody's <laughs> working say, from home. A lot less people would have been there because yeah. there is no towers anymore. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it would have made it probably easier for the hijackers because, you know, hiding their faces because you're required to wear masks on plane now and <laughs> whatnot. But all jokes aside, though, with how pro gun and pro rights America is. Well, one, I don't think anyone going onto a plane with a box knife is going to be able to survive, like I said. It, like you said earlier, like a box knife is not intimidating nowadays. True. But also, if you tried to restrict a lot of the freedoms that we had restricted on us back in 2001, 2002, people would lose their fucking minds. Like, try telling someone who refuses to wear a mask that they're not allowed to leave their house for a month and a half and watch what happens. Yeah. We already seen that. We like to destroy your own. One, but. I, I do. One place I want to visit before I die is ground zero. Yeah, ground zero. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never been to New, I, New York in general, but ground zero, uh, our friend John. Yeah. He just had some pics not too long ago and he did video there too. And it was, it was actually right before his movie podcast. Yeah. But it looks so with his video, 
the World Trade Centers were not very big width-wise. Like, it, they With, look like very small. I think they were smaller than Woodman, weren't they? I think, I feel like it. With I, a lot of that stuff, they, they do dress it up like Mount Rushmore. Look at the downtown Omaha climbing. Like, look at the postcards on that. It's like, it makes it look huge. Yeah, yeah. they're big, but they're not, like, grandiose, like, yeah, how like, postcards would put them. But, and I also that there's, I know there's several of them, but I think there's another one in, in New York, but it's the museum that has pieces of planes, cars that were crushed, pieces of the building, just so much stuff from that day. And it's like, I feel like that would probably be the most interesting exhibit to go to. I would probably spend all day in there just staring at everything for, like I said about the picture with the dad and his sons, like just imagining that piece and like where that was that day early that morning that was just a normal day and now like i don't it's it's just such a, a weird feelings that i have with this and right. you know hopefully we never have to go through anything like that massive again when it comes to like a terrorist attack you know i, I hate saying it but i'm sure that's not going to be an option i'm sure something's being planned and right well and if you think about it that was a huge had a huge effect on us here in the United States, but in other countries, things like that happen daily. That's true. Oh, yeah. that like true. It's things that happen on the Gaza Strip, the fighting there. That's, I feel like I hear about that weekly, monthly. That's just part of their lives, unfortunately. And yeah. we're lucky enough that we don't see the fighting and we don't see the war on our homeland, but. Yeah, we are a very pampered country and I don't think a lot of people realize that. So yeah. you don't. <laughs> You're missing out on a lot. Like, get outside of your state. Get outside of your country and just see the world for actually what it is. It's like you would probably reevaluate a lot of your pressing values. Right. Well, I think we should wrap this up here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we got the 20th anniversary coming up here in a few days. I would say, you know, one thing to take from this is that life is definitely fragile. When an event like this happens, uh, I always make it a point to you know, tell my family that I love them when I leave. And I think it's important that everybody should, because kind of like you said, Justin, I mean, this building could implode, explode. I could really, I could get again the second I I pull out of the parking lot here, I could get T-boned and kill. I mean, there's no controlling, like you, nobody knows. We have no idea what's in that fucking box. Yeah, that too. But take life and stuff seriously. Say goodbye to your family every day. Tell them you love them. Wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Wear a mask. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyways, that's uh, that's what we're going to talk about for that. Uh, also, our number one listener, my sister Stacy, her birthday is September 11th. So, oh, so hap- happy early birthday, Stacy, or probably late birthday because I think you're about a few episodes behind. So. My ex fiance, her birthday was 9/11, and her mom's birthday was also 9/11. Nice, nice. And that's the thing that, and that that's what people think of 9/11 for my sister. She, I don't know is necessarily. It's like, can I celebrate birthday, it anymore? It's just like, oh, this is. I had a friend named Isis. I'm like, you might need to change your name, huh? <laughs> yeah. My name is Isis. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, that was uh, episode 30, guys. We we did, th- we have done 30 episodes. We're officially old now. We are. We, uh, said, well, I guess we're starting our other podcast <laughs> yeah. now. Straight into Right into shit. the BPT movie <laughs> podcast. But there's no breaks um, here. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, four weeks from now, you'll get episode number 31 uh, next week. That's when you officially know you're old when you're 31. We're you next, stop counting yeah. by years <laughs> and start counting by decades. We're, we're definitely, I think, uh, next week probably as a bonus, we'll 
post that video of us opening the mystery box that Lonnie got. Uh, no, second mystery box. Yeah, second mystery box. The other one. Not leaking <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this one's leaking. But, uh, yeah, two weeks from now, you'll have uh, the BPT movie review, episode 12. I Something think. like that. Something like that. Anyways, uh, Lonnie, you can take us out. All right. Thank you so much for sitting through our rambling and our, our fun. Have a great evening. Have a great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you decide to listen to this. Most importantly, just have a good day. Yes. Love you. Bye. Dicks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Trap can bring you. Oh, 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 oh,